0: Come on.
1: Welcome
0: to Lifeblood. This is George G and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Matthew Moraski. Matthew, are you ready to do this? I'm excited. Yes, let's go. All right. Let's let's go. Matthew is He's a financial advisor with Goodstein wealth management. He's helping people create the futures that they want. Matthew, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Well, I'm a, a transplant here in Los Angeles. I'm a, a Buckeye, uh, you know, from the uh, great state of Ohio. I've been in California for 17 years now. And, uh, You know, got my start in venture capital in the Bay, and uh, moved down, found my passion uh, managing money for for you know families, business owners, things like that uh, here in Los Angeles, and um, part of an RIA, which is called Registered Investment Advisory for Good New Wealth Management, where I'm partner in that firm and the succession partner. So it's myself and Alan, and and He's the one that brought me into the business and kind of taught me what I know today and helped me get started uh, to be able to build my own book. And uh, so I've got my family. I just had a little baby boy uh, three weeks ago. So Luca was brought into the world by April awesome. 8th. And I got a two and a half year old and uh, two uh, Cavalier King Charles, who I love uh, more than life. And uh, I I think I've got the best job in the world. I'm, I get to wake up and, and, and help people. I get to be successful by helping people be successful in, in, reti- in retirement. So I, 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 uh, you know, I get to do what I do and, and, and get to watch the markets and there's always some new challenge or something new every day, uh, which keeps me on my, on my toes.
0: I appreciate all that. Congratulations on, on Luca.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: It's awesome. All right. So new challenges every day. We've, we've been living through a time where it seemed like the market just went up and up and up and up for like 500 years at this point it feels like it's been a long time but now we've got new words in our in, in our vocabulary like recession and inflation and depending on what you're reading or paying attention to they can be the scariest things in the world certainly a lot of uncertainty how do you think about those two things and maybe start with maybe start with recession
1: Sure, you know uh, it, it, the the word recession's been given a, a bad connotation uh, because of the Great Recession and, and the fact that most millennials, that was their first kind of introduction to the job market was roughly around that time, you know, going into oh six, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, and and uh, you know, it, it. My clients right now are everybody's worried about. Well, should we be doing something? different because you know are we are we going to have a recession and the uh i i wish i could take some of the the connotation away from the word because a recession is a natural part of every cycle and when you have a, a run like we we've had and an economy that's expanded in in the way that we've had um it, it, it's it's a natural necessary part of the process uh of the cycle and so uh, and i was we could be it's also something you can only recognize looking back. So for example, we've already had one quarter of economic slowdown. If we have another one, all all recession technically is is two quarters of a slowdown. So we we could we could look back, you know, three months from now and look back and, and be in a recession right now. Um it's just slower economic activity. And after the amount of pull forward of demand that we've had because of the pandemic and everybody the amount of cash that the consumer has um it would it would be a natural part it's, it's coming it, it, its it's it, it's like the next it's like fall you know it's coming mm-hmm. after summer we just don't really know how long summer is in the term of the market so it's really tough to time it or anything like that um but uh it's gotten a really bad name but it's kind of like the common cold you're gonna get it every so often it's gonna come on a cycle because you can't just have this this upward cliff of just growth 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 there's always a plateau a little decline a little you know it, it's it's a it's a gradual chart upwards and that's what you really want um because if it was just a steep climb upwards something's really wrong and something that something's not not quite right, because that's just not the way the world works.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And so just having a better understanding or recognizing the market does go through cycles. And perhaps this has lasted a little longer than we expected, but it's going to, this is something that's going to naturally happen. And to your point, it makes for a more healthy market versus everything just going straight up, because then theoretically speaking, it could come straight down and be a lot more painful.
1: Yeah, exactly, because you want to have you don't want to have these cataclysmic drops where where all of a sudden, you know, a 40 to 50 percent drop in the market is not not your average two to three year kind of cycle. Right. Uh, roughly, it looks like every eight to 10 years now, if you look over the past, you know, about about 20, 30 years, you get one of these big events via the dot com. Then you had the financial crisis then you had COVID. You know, so things that aren't, aren't related, they all were all very different circumstances, but roughly, you know, it, it shouldn't be something you, you don't want to just climb straight up. Otherwise you get these crazy drops in the market and it really hurts the average investor because money is so emotional. Um, it's more emotional than anything else. And, and people, uh, I just told uh, a client this yesterday, I'm like, you know, fear is not a strategy uh, being afraid of what's coming is not a strategy. I said, you know, um, the lady was 62 and, and she's in great health and her parents lived into her nineties. And I said, there's every bit of evidence that you're probably anything can happen, but you have to plan for almost another 40 years. I was like, you're, you are you will you're not going to believe how many market, uh, downturns you're going to see and up, you know, and, and, and booming market. I was like, you have a, you have a long time to go, very uh, most likely. So, so getting used to part of the roller coaster ride, the part that we don't like, and getting people used to that idea to expect it um, is is kind of uh, it's like preventative medicine. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And the next thing that we've all been stressing about and and not knowing how to handle or, or how to think about is inflation. How are you thinking about that?
1: Well, I don't know what the pumps are like in Arizona, uh where where you're at, George, but here in LA, I, I drove by one yesterday that was uh 769. Oh my gosh. Uh, and so um, you know, in first of all, in, inflation, the we, we were at 40 year peaks of inflation, uh, and, and it makes it really, really tough. Uh it, it, for people that are that are making fifty, sixty thousand here in California, you know. 40, 50, 60. I mean, my heart goes out to those people because that's who it hurts the most. You know, um, you know, and when you've got inflation at such a, a booming peak, and, and I think you're starting to see signs of it peaking, but there's there's parts of inflation that will never go away. Once labor inflation goes up, it doesn't come back down. Once certain prices go up, they might come down a little bit, but it, you know, everything is leveling up a bit. And and you're having payrolls, you know people are getting paid more on average that's going up as well um but uh inflation is really tough because it puts investors we're in a weird weird cycle that that that's kind of that most advisors myself included have not been through which means you've got a rising interest rate environment the, the fed that's going to come out today and say supposed to say that they're going to raise 50 50 points And we're going to have successive 50 point rate hikes. And at the same time, you've got inflation at at double digits. Um, And I I would guess to say it's actually even higher than that, um, based on the things the CPI doesn't include into their reading. And so if you're an investor, where do you go? Right. So um, real estate, great hedge against inflation. Not everybody has a couple hundred thousand dollars to put down on a fixer home here in Southern California, um, right? It ta- and, and cash flow to do that. So um, real estate's a great uh, uh, hedge against inflation, real assets. So when we say real assets, we're talking about stock. And when we say stock, I try to get program people out of thinking, oh, the, the, the gambling machine of the market, you think stock, like you want to you be an owner. You know, you, you want to be an owner in as many companies I and mean, many great companies as you can, because those companies are the ones that are able to pass on that pain, that burden of inflation, because they're going to uh, raise prices as well. So you have to be positioned where you can at least keep pace with inflation um, and have a chance of surviving it. And right now, uh, with bond yields still so low and bonds facing a massive cliff with interest rate hikes coming, uh, real estate and stocks are really, you know, ownership in companies that are that have cash flow that that create things is is really kind of the best hedge against inflation.
0: Now, obviously, the answer to a, a question from a, a good financial advisor is it, it depends. Uh, how are some of the best ways that you found or most effective ways to get exposure to stocks? Is it buying individual companies? Is it buying broad based ETFs?
1: Yeah, I, I like to do both. For me personally, um, I have the risk tolerance of like a mountain goat, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I moved across the country in the middle of January in a Dodge Neon with $300 and a sleeping bag in my, in my car. You know, seventeen years ago, uh, slept in my car. so like like along the eighty. so i I have the risk tolerance of uh, <laughs> I can handle quite a bit, and it doesn't the things don't don't stress me out. for for the average investor, um, broad-based ETFs, I think are the best way to go because because you can diversify the risk and and, and picking stocks, I, I don't care what they say on TV. I like to add in stocks for clients where it's appropriate a- individuals that can handle it. Um, but even, even the safest parts of what, what were considered the safest parts of the market um, by by your commentators and, uh, and the financial news, that would be your Apple, Google, um, you know, basically kind of like the Fang, Microsoft. I mean, Google's down, I don't know what roughly 14 to 16%. Amazon's down 25%. Um, Apple's down, I believe, thirteen or fourteen percent. You know, so so even in in the highest quality of names, you could go in and buy all individual stocks and be just obliterated. Let alone if you if you like things like Zoom, uh, which is a great company. Uh, we're on Zoom right now. If you like things like Teledoc, Peloton, Peloton, um, most of the Nasdaq names are down seventy to eighty percent. So when you're talking about buying individual stocks. Um, I think they're they're kind of like if you're building a house. I'd like to think of it as building the foundation with your with your diversified diver, diversification. That way, it protects um, some of that single stock risk. And then I, I view single stocks for most investors as kind of like the jacuzzi on the back porch, the the moonlights on the top, things that aren't necessary to have. If you're if you're not a relatively sophisticated and involved uh, investor um, but things that can add you know kind of like that uh, extra bump in the portfolio if you do it right but if you if you don't and choosing individual stocks is is, is not an easy game um, then it, it's for most people it's better to stay stay diversified just because you, you'll get that long-term market average. Um, and over time, it's it's rewarded people, and I, I don't expect that to change.
0: Yeah, I think that's great—a great way to think about everything. And I was just looking, like, is Netflix the end in Fang? And that certainly has not done very well as of late. So that's evidence right there. You mentioned that those other big names have 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 gone down exponentially, and certainly Netflix has fallen off an absolute cliff. So you just never know. Um, yep. Did the dodge neon make it all the way across the country matthew you
1: know you know it did but but realistically i'll tell you it's only because i i uh i kind of helped myself through school as a mechanic so i had rebuilt the entire car a lady sold it to me uh put a new motor transmission everything into it and then when it needed brakes she didn't want to do brakes so i i i bought it from her and uh and put brakes on it and, and that was my ride and lasted a whole year out here before it exploded on the top of the hill
0: <laughs> okay nice like full barbecue kind of a deal
1: yeah yeah it, it just uh you know <laughs> it, uh, th- those hills up in northern california uh, I, I lived up on top in marin uh, right across the golden gate bridge and one day it just fin- finally had enough smoke steaming out it was you know it did everything i ever needed it to do and that by far that was one of my favorite cars. It, you know, so
0: well, there you yeah. go. Served its purpose. I love it.
1: Served its purpose.
0: Well, Matthew, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Difference making tip is is realize that that fear is not a strategy, no matter what if it's your business, if it's your if it's your investments, if it's your kids, whatever it is in your life, fear is not a strategy. That's my theme for the week. With what we've gone through the last two fridays and fear's not a strategy and realize that that most things in life are a cycle at some point so when, you know realize no matter whether things are going great or things are going really bad or things are really boring at the time uh that, that things are a cycle and it, that you'll you'll go through the same cycle over and over and over again uh and, and not to be afraid when you're at the part of the cycle like we might be in now Uh, you know, in in the markets where where things look really ugly. Um, It's usually the time where you have the most opportunity.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Matthew, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you?
1: You know, um, I I love instagram it's 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 uh it's my favorite platform it's uh M J. so murawsk imj is my instagram tag i try to put up content that i just think is interesting just not trying to sell anything just stuff that i think is interesting so hope i found that other people do and and uh you can find us our website is goodsteinwealthmanagement.com um and uh, it was a pleasure being here with you, George. I appreciate Love it.
0: Love it. Yeah, it was
1: great talking with you as well. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Matthew
0: your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to GoodsteinWealthManagement.com and then find Matthew on Instagram. His handle is Murawski.mj, M-U-R-A-W-S-K-I.mj. And I'll list all that in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Matthew.
1: Hey, thank you, George.